I'm, I'm going to try not mess this up. Hello, and welcome to the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Brandon Stevens, the host for today's podcast. We have a special guest in the building. We're on, we're live back in the studio. We have a special guest. Ricardo is Who, with me. Who's that special guest? It's Jeremy Dixon. Jeremy Dixon. <laughs> the oh, founder man. of the Live to Walk Again Foundation. That's great. Uh, he made it into the studio. Nice. He made it back. But, but honestly, uh, we have a, a crazy show over, we're going to go over what, what, what Jeremy's been up to the last, what, two months almost now since we've yeah. had one podcast go yeah. live and uh, there's a reason for it. So we're going to cover that. But first, definitely want to thank you guys for coming into the studio today. Yeah. Absolutely, man. I'm happy to be here. Happy and, to be alive. And we also need to remind you to like our podcast on all platforms, Spotify, Apple Music. Uh, and go to our socials, Instagram and Facebook, like those pages. Uh, and Jeremy has an update on there if you want to go uh, like and share that as well. Yeah, yeah. And we have a GoFundMe set up uh, to try to raise some money for, for my caregivers who went... Well, you're jumping the gun. Six weeks without getting paid. But yeah, um, anyway, uh, yeah, this is episode 154, by the way, too, Brandon. You forgot oh, that. I know. I, there's no way it. I could nail that in the you first try. You almost got it. You know, you had big shoes to fill. Well, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't even practice. That's, no, how, didn't. that's yeah. how I go. Yeah. I just wing it. You did not. It's like everything else. <laughs> that's the only way to do it. So, yeah, I mean, you guys want to get right into it or what? Well, we... well, yeah, Jeremy, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling good, man. I'm Like I said, I'm happy to be alive, happy to be here with you guys. Uh, well, let me take it back real happy quick. Happy to be back on the golden mics. Yeah, so listen, Jeremy had a medical emergency, and we're going to get into that into the podcast today. And uh, we're going to let Jeremy take this away. Um, I just didn't want him to have to jump into his own story without <laughs> hearing our voices. There you go. Exactly. So, Jeremy, yeah, go ahead and give us give us a rundown on what happened uh, and what day that was. Now it's been it's kind of just all been a blur, and how this all transpired and how you're here with us now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, January twenty first. So the day before, January twentieth was a Friday, and I was with. You and our mm-hmm. friend Eric and a, and a bunch of people at your son's birthday party. Um, and everybody's looking at me and they're like, and I'm freezing cold, right? And I'm always cold, but I'm like, it's a little worse this time. And everybody's like, damn, you don't look very good. And like, nobody ever, like, well, that's not ever a good thing to hear anyway. And I'm just like, man, I'm just cold, whatever. And so... At one point, I thought I saw Eric's like, "All right, man, about ready to head out." And I was because I went up there with Eric and his son, and I was like, "Yeah, let's go." And he's like, "All right, I just gotta wait for Tommy to come out of like the the trampoline area." And I'm like, "Oh, there he is, right there." And it wasn't Tommy. And Matt, my our brother Matt and Eric looked at me like, "Are you okay, man? Like that doesn't even look like Tommy." I'm like, "Oh, shit, my bad." Like I, it's like I thought it was him. Yeah, you were just kind of lounging around like i'm surprised you showed up but you, i could tell something was going on because you were kind of just like you're leaning back in your chair and usually yeah. you don't do that if you're out like hanging with people right and you just seemed kind of lethargic and i in my head i was like man there's too many kids here i don't really want to be around. like i don't want to get covid i'm like trying to stay yeah. away from these little little dirty kids um but i was so i was like just you know, trying yeah, yeah, trying to lay low, like kind yeah. of stay off by myself a little bit, or just like me and me and a couple of the guys were just standing there talking. Anyway, well, so just to back up a couple days from that, 
I took Jeremy out for lunch on the 18th. That was the day we celebrated. That was the last your, day we had uh, a podcast. Yeah, that was the last podcast we had. And it was, yeah, it was yeah. my, my so, life day. Yeah, it was life day. Yeah, so I took him out for lunch and we went to this nice little bar down in uh, West Olympia, I think it is, down there. And um, he was a little off that day. He was kind of quiet, had a couple beers. Um, Seemed to eat, but you, you were just unusually quiet. Remember, yeah, I, I asked you. Like, I That's wasn't really was. hungry. That yeah. was the other thing. Yeah. Like, I was not hungry at yeah. all. Like for those few days. Yeah. Like, so from like so. Thursday, and then we're Friday. We're at your son's yeah. birthday. Thursdays when we went out to lunch. Then yeah. Friday we're at your son's birthday party, and then uh, the twenty first is a Saturday, and I'm freezing cold. So I end up getting in the shower that night, which I don't ever like. I I just take showers, kind of on like a certain a routine days. right yeah. yeah yeah just certain days and get in the shower i'm just freezing cold and like my urine is really dark and so i have a super pubic catheter i'm like it's fairly new i've heard that people like i you know simon kalkabeki has told me like he ends up a couple times a year in the hospital because he gets these like terrible bladder infections with his super pubic catheter not to put him on blast but um so i'm like shoot like and i'm supposed to be getting it changed that thursday so i'm like you know what i just i'm kind of monitoring how much urine's coming i'm not peeing very much it's really dark and i'm just like i'm gonna call the on-call nurse and this is at like probably 11 30 or midnight on the 21st on that saturday the 21st and or no the 20 was it it was a 20th, 20th going into yeah. the 21st and so she comes out changes the catheter still doing the same thing she checks my vital signs and it's just like you need to go to the hospital like something is not right and i'm like i was like i'm fine i'll i was like we'll just go in the morning and sheree was staying over with me and she's like no you're we're going to the hospital and in that 45 minutes between I guess the nurse telling me I need to go to the hospital and getting to the hospital. Like, thank God on a Saturday night too, that there was no like wait time at the emergency room, which is insane. And so I get, they get me right in and uh, I go back and they're, they're like, uh, so my caregiver James is with me and the nurse is asking me some questions, right? Like what's going on? And I could tell I like I was trying to get the words out and I was not making sense. Like something they were and I see them both look at me like, what the hell's wrong with this guy? Mm. And uh, so they immediately get me into a room in the emergency department and start pumping me full of antibiotics. And that goes okay. Get um you know, the nurse or the doctors come in the next morning, check on me like, okay, yeah, your white blood cell counts going down. That's good. We like to see that. But I'm like, I can't eat anything. I'm can't getting, hold nothing getting sick. Every, I'm like throwing up every time I try to eat something. And the following morning, so that was Sunday morning, they came in and were like, yeah, your, your white blood cell counts coming down. We think, we think we caught it, whatever. And, you know, they also took like urine sample next day yeah your urine's getting better right yeah yeah your urine's getting better because right. oh we averted a, a big uti kind of yeah thing. yeah and yeah. so they're like all right but i'm still kind of out of it and i'm still like just not feeling well and they finally are like all right we're gonna move you to like a lower emer like a lower level emergency well, area okay 
and get you over there. And I'm like, okay. And that's like late Sunday. Sunday, okay. And Monday morning, I wake up and I just have like the worst pain in my shoulders. And like my, I like can hear like the, the little machine beeping and it's like making noise. And I call the, the nurse and she comes in and she's just like, what the hell? She's like, your, your heart rate's like 180 beats a minute. Like, that's crazy. And I'm like, I just woke up. Like, I'm not, I'm like out of it completely. You know, I'm like half asleep. And so that's really weird. So they start like pumping me full of some stuff to like slow my heart rate down. Like my shoulders are hurting. And like looking back on it, I was probably about to have a heart attack or something. And like that seems like it was a warning sign for what was really going on. Because then the doctors come in. They're like, your white blood cell count's going back up. We don't really know what the hell's going on. And so they got me up to a room that day. On the cardiac care ward. On Monday, yeah, on the cardiac floor, which is the 11th floor. Shout out to the nurses on the 11th floor who were amazing. We'll talk about them a little more in a while because they deserve all the... Accolades. You know, all the, yeah, yeah, all the accolades, all the, all the flowers. So, um, yeah, so they get me up there and they're like, we're going to take you down and do a scan on your stomach just to see because I'm not holding anything down. I'm just like sick every time I try to eat anything. Well, yeah, the the I, I just happened to be there at that the, time. The internal medicine doctor came in. She yeah, then thankfully she came and, you know, she was getting ready to leave, but and but but Jeremy's like, "Yeah, I just can't hold any food down." She's like, "Well, this doesn't make any sense because um, you should be able to be eating food by this point. Yeah. And she's like, I think I would need a scan on your stomach. Well, and I think that the, I think that the urine sample had come back by that point too. And yeah. they're like, you don't have fine. a, you don't no have UTI. a UTI or anything. So, yeah. um, that's weird. But and it was, it was just like a, she was literally getting ready to walk out of the room. Well, yeah. yeah and I felt bad because this is the thing was, was I felt bad cause I stepped in. Right, because you're you're uh, laying in your bed, and she goes, "Well, can I touch you?" And I think you were going to say no, and I immediately said, "Yeah, yeah, do whatever you got to do." And that's right. Yeah, and then well, uh, because I can't feel my stomach. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You you were like, "No, it feels fine." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's just because of the yeah um, medicine or something. Right. Yeah. So they send me down for like a CAT scan or whatever, and. I come back up, and I think it was that same day, which, like, we're still on Monday now. Yeah, that's, yeah. Or maybe Tuesday at this point. Something like that, yeah. And she comes back in, and she's like, yeah, this is, like, really weird here. It looked like there was cobwebs, like, all over, like, the scan, because she showed me the picture of it. Mm. And, uh, like, all in my stomach. And I'm like, what the hell? That's She's like, and I'm like, is that normal? And she's like, no. It's not yeah. normal. She's like, we're going to have, uh, I'm sending this to, like, this surgeon uh shout out dr uh michelle he was uh he was amazing um so he comes in and he's just like you have an ulcer that ruptured in and i can't i can never remember the name it's like basically like the valve between your small intestine and your stomach was it like fash fast yeah, it's like the dua dua derma or something yeah. like that I can't, that's not fast fascia or something like that yeah something like, anyway um, so I am just like, okay, well, how do we fix that? And he's like going in for surgery immediately. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So, uh, he comes in and he's like, yeah, we're going to have to, 
you're gonna have to put an eight the nurses are gonna have to put an hg tube into your nose and i know when i had my spinal cord injury they had put like basically like a soft like latex catheter up my nose to for a feeding tube and so mm. i'm thinking that's what this thing is this is like uh it w- it looked like a like the the oxygen tube for like a fish tank yeah like that it was thick it was wide as hell well i think the oh, and, the inside was like uh the inside diameter of the tube was a quarter of inch. Oh, yeah. So then add another eighth of an inch. So it's like three eighths of an inch too. So yeah. I'm like, how are they? Like, how's that going? And he's like, the doctor's like, oh, they'll just like put some numbing gel up your nose, and they'll get you, uh, you know, they'll they'll slide it up. They'll get that like your sinus like numbed up, and then they'll like slide it up there. It'll it'll go fine. They'll lubricate it, whatever. And I'm like, all right. And so the nurse comes in two nurses come in and they pulled like i see this thing and i'm just like what the hell how is that going in and okay yeah it's a duodenum is what it's called the the valve that uh i had the ulcer in sorry thank you ricardo the duodenum for that. valve the yeah, duodenum. of course yeah um you anyway so i see this <laughs> i see this tube and i'm just like what the hell and I'm like, you guys can't do this. To, or like, So they start trying to put... I'm, I'm like immediately like, okay, where's the numbing gel? And they're like, what? who said you? we have numbing gel? I'm like, the doctor just told me that before he walked you out. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we don't have that up here. And uh, she's like, the only thing I know of that'll numb your sinuses is cocaine. And I'm like, well, is anybody holding? Because I will do some <laughs> cocaine right now if that's... Anyway, they try to get it in once, and I'm just like, I can't do it. Like, I, I can hear, like, my sinus cracking as it's going up into my nose. Oh, no. It was the most disgusting thing I've ever had to deal with. Like, painful. And so, like, the doctor walks back in, and I kind of, like, pull back, and they, so they stop. And I'm like, you guys can't do this, like, before you take me in for surgery? And he's like, well, we're worried about you aspirating. So he's like, we'd really prefer. I'm like, well, what are the chances of me aspirating? And he's like, moderate. And so I'm like, God damn it. All right, go ahead. And so I was like, they, it was the worst thing I've ever felt in my life. Like, I can't even tell you. And this thing stayed in for like four weeks and was the most painful. Uncomfortable. Unco- oh my God, man. Yeah. I was, it was, it was torture. Yeah. But anyway. So they take me in for surgery. They say they're going to try to do just uh, orthoscopic, you know, going in like with just little, little incisions. Laparoscopic. Laparoscopic, sorry. And so I came out of there, though, with a freaking zipper on the Man, front of my like stomach. It, yeah, I, they, it, it was just like, but that was that, that was good. That was good because they got to clean you out. Cause, yeah. Because yeah, basically what was happening was the contents of your stomach was dumping into your uh, body cavity yeah. which yeah. is deadly <laughs> like that's i mean that's i'm so lucky to be alive right now yeah then so we get done with that he tries to patch the hole basically and leaves it has to leave a drain tube in and he's just like we're just you know base guy can't eat for until this hole closes up right and so he's thinking it's going to be you know a week like all right we're going to give it a week 
So they the the and the purpose of the HG tube, the other purpose is so that I can drink water and it'll just get sucked back out, but it's like at least for like your mental well-being, you can you can consume something, you know? And even though they're pumping me, you know, they're pumping me full of uh I can't remember what Lipids the stuff's called. And... Yeah, just like uh nutrients and yeah. stuff and and can't remember what the stuff is called. Well, it's now. it's it's intravenous. It's not coming into yeah, your yeah. stomach. IV, yeah, through IV. IV yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're giving me that, um, and yeah, I can't eat for four weeks or for a week. He says, and so they take me down for another scan. They shoot some dye into the HG tube to see if there's any leak, like uh, any leakage in my stomach. Get me into the like CT scan, like, yeah, still had leakage. So can't eat for another week or two, put another drain tube in uh, at a different spot where they, like some stuff was pooling up. And basically they're like, you know, the first day this thing leaks, drains out like a liter. And I'm like, they're like, yeah, well, until that is down to like five milliliters or whatever, uh, you know, five to ten milliliters a day, like you're not going to be able to eat. You're not going to be able to. We eat. have to keep it in there. Have to keep the HG tube in. Have to keep this drain tube in. So then the the next you know three weeks, I'm just basically waiting and yeah. just in pain from the surgery and pain from this HG tube in my nose, like just sitting in the hospital for three and a half weeks or whatever after the week of leading up to surgery and everything so uh ended up spending five and a half weeks there from january 21st until march 1st i got released which is just it seems insane i know it's like the whole month of february was gone yeah and yeah and the the one thing that i learned through all this is that nurses don't know how to take care of people with your disability it's very it's uncommon. it's it's very uncommon. Uh, they took a lot of direction from you and James mm-hmm. that came in unpaid to help move you and get mm-hmm. you in your chair every day and get you so you weren't going to get bed it's sores or whatnot. BM. Yeah, and so every time, yeah, so every time um, they switched out nurses, it was almost like a brand new d- ordeal for you. Yeah, well, luckily yeah. they kept have. I kept getting lucky enough to have the same nurses more yeah. often than not, and yeah. so. Um, they started to learn. Yeah. yeah, and they always they would joke. Because I think like a lot of the people that are up there, are, like old people, that are just recovering from heart attacks. And yeah, um, it was a it was a cardiac unit. Yeah. yeah. So they had taken me there just because of the heart situation luckily, initially, yeah. and luckily I and they tried to move me off of the floor a couple of times, but I guess the nurses liked me so much. I have no idea why that they kept, they so, were like, "No, nah, we're going to keep him up here." So real quick yeah. though, before we go on, can you summarize basically what happened was you had an ulcer, an ulcer that ruptured in your duodenum, duodenum, duodenum. which is in the small intestine area. It's the valve between it, your small it intestine. It leaked a bunch of stomach. stuff from your intestine into your Guts, into my gut, yeah, into my abdomen, which caused a, an infection, yeah, which caused your body to go nearly septic. Se- it was septic. It I was. was septic for sure. Yeah. So your body was fighting. A that's huge why I couldn't like. Th- that's why, I, yeah, yeah. That's why I couldn't get like the the words out when I was trying to tell the, the yeah. nurse and the uh, 
the nurse and and the caregiver what was going on. So so that was the that was the diagnosis. Yeah. After yes. about close to like five or six, four or five, three or four or five days in there. Yeah. Yeah. Figuring out. They finally figured it out, and thank God. I mean, they the the doctor told me if it would have gone one more day, that I probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like just the fact that they were—it's a scary thing, man, and that—and it's crazy how this is like this is the second time that this has happened to me, and not me, but like someone very close to me. Yeah. And the problem with with uh, Jeremy is is he can't feel that he has an ulcer. Right. Exactly. So he thinks he has a, a urinary tract infection, but really he's fucking got feces spilling into his <laughs> guts, and it's like killing him. Yeah. And he's yeah. just like, I don't feel right. Yeah, and, I don't know what it is. And he was still having like, bowel um, cleanouts, right? Yeah, so yeah. it wasn't like, oh, well, you know, here's a clue. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it must. It, yeah. And I'm still urinating. So it was like, but I, the the reason that it got me is because that day, like I had drank so much water because I was trying to like, I'm like, I flush think, it out. yeah, I'm it's like thinking that I got infection. a urinary tract infection. So I'm trying to drink as much water as I possibly can. And I'm just not urinating, so I'm like, that is really weird. Um, oh, and that's what dude. I mean. Thank God, like I, and thank God, Sheree made me go to the hospital because I was gonna yeah. just wait. Yeah, a lot morning. of little things kind of lined up yeah. that day. Luckily, in your favor. Yeah, I mean, it was. Yeah, I, I'm lucky to be here twice. And all in all, you were in a really your your body was in really bad shape. It hadn't just started. It had been going on for some time, and it took mm-hmm. it, it took you a long time to recover in the hospital, longer than it it would take most because you didn't know how long this was going on. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it at least was going on four or five days prior to. Well, it probably was going on longer than that. It's just oh, like your body finally got infected. Yeah. 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 It takes a while for your body to get there. I mean, yeah. who knows how long you had an ulcer. Yeah, rupture. Your yeah, because I mean, intestine. you can have an ulcer for a long time before yeah. it ruptures. Yeah. So who knows how long I had that for? And then you know, and so yeah, quick shout out to the nurses up there, like that were just amazing. You know, Gail and Isaac at night were the Ryan, were awesome. Ryan and uh, Janice and Anne, and there there was so many, too many to yeah. name all of them, but they were amazing uh, if you're if you ever get uh, hospitalized at st peter's hospital olympia washington definitely uh try to get yourself moved to the 11th floor any by any means necessary yeah um, and then also shout out to all the people that love you that hung out oh with you. man you all know? the all my aunties yeah. and yeah. uncles and and Dude. brothers and you know Sheree, everybody that was there um, and was helping me, and cousins and coming to visit, and um, you know friends, couple buddies came and watched yeah. the Super Bowl with me, which was nice, nice little uh, break from reality yeah, yeah. for a few hours. Um, I mean, that's basically all you had was freaking yeah. TV, dude. Yeah, yeah. no, that was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I didn't even leave. I, I, I literally didn't. How many nights no. alone did you spend in the hospital? I mean, it was probably only six or seven of those. Yeah. It was probably that first week before they finally, you know, yeah, before yeah. they let me. Uh, yeah, I think but, it was that next Sunday night that my mom had come over. She, you know, thanks to her, too, for she came over multiple times from 
Uh, you know, she, she lives far, a great distance, had to travel over mountain passes. She lives in the Great White North, basically. Yeah, basically in Canada. So, um, you know, she came multiple times. But, yeah, they let her stay with me because that, that's the problem, right? Like, there's, they're so overrun. The, the nurses are so... They're, they're short-staffed, Yeah, they're sure. short-staffed like crazy. They have, like, each one of them is dealing with six patients. So, in the middle of the night... If I need a drink of water and I call for the nurse, you could wait two hours. I could, yeah, I could. End well, up, it was it forever. was mostly the pain that you were getting from and the that pain, yeah. from that tube. Yeah. Shout out to uh, what was the pain meds they had me on? Dilatum. Dilatum. Shout out to Dilatum. And, uh, and whatever that muscle relaxer was, you were definitely asking for that one a oh, lot. Man, that was helping too. Well, that's the thing. It's like I can't. I'm on. You know, I'm on baclofen every day for the last 25 years. Yeah. And I'm getting muscle spasms like crazy, and I'm just like, well, it's also I was like, like you can you rest, guys? Dude. Well, and I'm like, can you guys get? Uh, and they, I can't take anything by mouth, so I'm like, do you guys have baclofen in liquid form? And they're like, oh, they no. Know. Like, we'll give you some Ativan. Ativan. Ativan was that one, and so. Yeah, and it, you know there was a couple bad days with the HG too because they would they tape it onto your nose basically yeah. to like keep it in place and like with this little clip that just would I mean if it even got uh, just moved a little bit you were like basically screaming out in pain yeah and so I'm on every two I'm just like watching the clock for two hour break to the two hour mark so I can take another shot of Dilaudid in my in my uh IV which was a whole nother like that was a trip I'm, I'm happy to be off of that now for real like yeah. that stuff was crazy and so how good just tell me how good did that first shower feel when you got home the first shower fall oh, man or just like that was walking, the other thing like yeah the, you know rolling in the door <laughs> no that was great but yeah i know first shower man like i didn't yeah i didn't get a shower for i guess i had taken a shower the night that i went in and oh, then dang. didn't get another one for Five and a half weeks, so. And I know you like to just let that water run over your face anyway. It was, that was crazy. That was insane. Um, But yeah, man, I I can't tell you how much, like Brandon, you stayed with me a number of nights. Um, Ricardo was there about every day. Ricardo was there almost every day, except for when he like went off to Arizona. <laughs> went, on a, went on a world vacation. Yeah, left oh, me pay for the plane. Belize, Tahiti. We're not dying at this point. We're yeah. going. No, yeah. that's the funny thing, man. Like it was like so. Like you know, Ricardo's son Anthony and his girlfriend went to Belize while I was in the hospital. And they're like, all right, you're gonna be out of here by the time I get back. I'm still in. And then Ricardo's like, all right, you're going to be out of here by the time I get back to Arizona. Like, still in. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh. My mom's like, okay, next time I come over, you're going to be out of there. Like, still in. Like, Damn it, yeah, man. Yeah, it just went on never and on and ending. on. Yeah. And then I thought I was going to get out on so the So it was 20. about six weeks. It was like five. Well, it was Wednesday. So it was like so Sunday to Wednesday. Weeks, yeah. um, <clears throat> Saturday to Wednesday. Or yeah, I guess uh, I didn't get there till Sunday morning though. But anyway, they, uh, yeah, um, it just was. And then I was, they were gonna send me home on the twenty eighth. Like the the surgeon was like, yeah, you're good to go. But like the the hospitalist doctor who like kind of makes sure you have everything set up to go home, like as far as caregivers and all these different things, it's just like, oh, we're gonna keep you one more day. So they kept me through the uh, 
through the entire month of February. One more, one more day turned into thirty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it was. Uh, well, that's a it's a crazy story, Jay. And, well, and uh, then, but that's we're not even done with the story yet, B. Because then I get home. Yeah. And two days later, I get a little sore throat. Oh, gosh. The yes. knock on the door. And from Mr. C. I'm like, I'm like, wait, wait, my, I was like, my throat hurts. That's weird. Yeah. And I get a little congested and I'm just like, uh, I just feel like I had a little bit of a cold, right? Well, then all of my caregivers like systematically go down one by one. Yeah. And by Wednesday, I'm just like, maybe I should take a COVID test. And that thing lit up. Bang. With the lines, like, within, like, yeah. two minutes. And I was like, oh, my God. So, uh, you yeah, know, thank God I got over that pretty quickly. But that was – so I haven't – we're sitting here, what, the 21st of March. March. I haven't left my house since I got home from the hospital. Yeah. 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 And so it's basically been two months of just nonstop. Just yeah. being locked down. Yeah. And uh, I'm ready on, to get. I'm ready to get out. Now. I'm ready to get out. Get, it, the, the sun's starting to come well, out, so at least you. It is, man. Your, I'm sure you were sitting out on the deck last week when it was. Oh yeah. Damn near 70 degrees. Yeah, first day of spring today, Jeremy. So that's yep. behind us. Now let's move forward with some good times, some oh, good vibes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, everybody, anybody out there listening with a spinal cord injury, just listen to your body. You know, definitely. I'm. I got lucky that I, you know, at least thought I had a, a UTI and was able to. They were able to figure things out. So, yeah. shout out to Dr. Abraham for. Uh, she was the one that that got that scan ordered that saved my life. And then she came to visit me. Like she wasn't my my doctor at all again for the whole. So she was. Oh my yeah, doctor yeah, yeah, yeah. She came back the, to, and she goes, "Oh, you're still here." So she, that's she what was like. Yeah, she's like, "You're still here." And I was like, yeah, I was like, you know, explain what had happened to her. And she's just like, oh, my God. And I was like, you you saved my life. Yeah. Like, started tearing up a little bit. I was just like, damn, man, this is. Uh... Well, yeah, because I remember it. I don't know if you remember it really clearly, but, you know, she, like I said, I jumped in and I said, uh, yeah, yeah, I want you to touch him. Yeah, yeah he <laughs> and, did. Yeah, and she lifted up your thing and she and she kind of felt, she goes, ah, not quite normal. So, yeah, yeah let's uh, order a scan. It was, it, there yeah. was some, there yeah. was some things and, and Ricardo was like, no, I think we should push this and, yeah, because um, she was damn near about to walk out that door. Yeah. Yeah. And how I mean, long was I in surgery for anyway? Do you guys remember? Four hours. Yeah, four I, hours. I don't know. I was, yeah. I was not there. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else. Well, I, I, I know, you know, the, the cool thing about when with something happens like this to Jay, like he people show up for him. Yes, exactly. That's and what I was going to just I, say. I know, I'm only just another motherfucker clogging up the room at this point. Yeah, me know? too. Me too. But like I said, it's like all the cogs were in the right place on that wheel of yeah. Jeremy's recovery. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was just like, you know, advocacy for jeremy mm. everybody was there for jeremy people weren't there just to shoot the shit for jeremy no. right you know i some, mean, I mean yeah. yeah some but yeah some but it was for comfort and make sure that you know if he, jeremy, needed he needed it you know whatever he needed during the night i mean that's why there was people that spent the night with you because you know we weren't gonna let you suffer through oh, the no. night wake up yeah. at one o'clock right. in the morning dry throat whatever and, you had and the thing is is like yeah. the, the the staff was so um 
uh, overworked and understaffed. Just spread and, out. and, and we'll push the button, and, and you know, the, it would take them some time to get there. Right. And I don't think really, I really don't think people nursing's is really trained for people with spinal cord right. injuries no, like definitely like not. So. yeah we and they yeah. learn i mean they learn and they learn really quick but the, but still and and the aides that were there helping like those those well uh, i mean there was uh, those people were amazing there too. were some nurses that said they had never this is my first time working yeah. with the quadriplegic that's well, what, I, those they, were the words out of her mouth i mean yeah. we got to a month the month point of you know i needed to have the the superbuic catheter changed and one of the nurses was just like I haven't changed one of those in 13 years, so it probably would be best if you went down to interventional radiology. So that that's who put it in originally. So um, yeah, they sent me down to get the the catheter changed too. So At least you're close. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it was, uh, and then those guys down there were just like, I saw you were inpatient. What the hell happened? You yeah. know? And I'm like, uh, it's, it's a long story. <laughs> long story, man. How long you guys got? But, uh, yeah, no, I, I want to thank everybody. Um, you know, I did put this out on social media, uh, which I, you know, I mean, I, I let off the, with the, uh, with, with the, the sentence everybody used, like, oh, I don't normally share personal stuff on social media, which I don't. So, yeah. uh, yeah, I did, did kind of tell the story of, of what happened, in, um, in, a, in a much in a more brief, brief way, but I notes version. Yeah. yeah, I thank everybody that you know sent love and and healing thoughts and all that. Um, but but to the, me yeah, the real reason Jeremy wanted to really talk about this, and I don't want it to get overlooked, is that all of you out there that are listening to this, if you care for somebody that's got a spinal cord injury or you have one yourself, you know, have somebody there for you when you go in the hospital. And if something's not right, you don't feel right, you know, don't work, don't try to poo-poo it off and think that it's just a cold or something it could be something much more serious and in jeremy's case you know it turned out that you know luckily we had people here and and you know he's still here Mm. because this would be a different podcast that's true yeah this would not be as fun of a podcast probably if uh if i didn't make it but (laughs) yeah um yeah, no. Thank you guys for everything you did while I was in there. I just want to thank all my aunts and uncles and you know friends and family and just everybody caregivers. And that's the other thing. Yeah, go. Um, I posted a GoFundMe on Facebook, and then it's also in my uh, link, link in tree bio. in my link in my bio on Instagram um, at Live to Walk Again. So. Uh, anything you guys can do and thank you so much to the people that have already donated I I can't thank you all enough Um, and yeah thanks again to the nurses on the 11th floor they were the they were incredible Uh, went above and beyond as far as I'm concerned and um, yeah can't thank them enough either so yeah. Anyway. All yeah. right. Well, all right, Jay. We'll I got to take this out. No, I'm going to take this out. All right. Because I'm the host today. All right. So, hey, I wanted to thank everybody for sticking with us. Remember to like, subscribe, share, hit the rate rate and review button, five stars on our podcast. We're looking for a, a cure for paralysis, spinal cord injuries. Thanks to Ricardo for You're welcome. being here. Uh, and Jeremy, thanks for being alive. And spreading the message, man. And you're our star guest. Thank you. Thanks, man. Only top five uh, quality guests right here. Absolutely, right? (laughs) All right. Till next week.